the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. We're in the crazy season, election season, the silly season, some people call it. So silly that Black Lives Matter isn't even sure who represents them and who doesn't. Let me read to you from the Providence Journal. The National Black Lives Matter organization condemned a man once associated with a local BLM group after he endorsed Donald Trump for president. In a joint statement with Black Lives Matter Rhode Island Political Action Committee, <laughs> which is a fully separate from BLM Rhode Island, the two groups accused Mark Fisher of an attention grab. Quote, this is a publicity stunt, the statement read. The right wing continues to use and amplify fringe black voices to create an idea of broad support for their corrupt candidates. The guy they're calling a fringe right wing voice, Mark Fisher, joins us next to answer all of this. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Mark Fisher, welcome. I've been doing a lot of reading. Uh, there are people who say you have nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. So I want to give you a forum for a moment to explain to our audience who you are, what your affiliation is with BLM and why some people are denouncing you. Well, it's funny. The people who are denouncing me are the people who actually don't do anything for black people who never have and probably will never plan on doing anything for my community. Um, I actually have the receipts. If you go and, and Google me, my record precedes me. I've done the work. I've been on the front lines. I've led 10,000 people through the streets of Providence to the Capitol building. Uh, I've got the first hate crime press for in the state of Rhode Island. Um, we opened up a charter school, uh, African-American Innovation Center and Library. I partnered with the governor, the Department of Labor and Training, me. I sat through the Zooms, connected with these people, created these relationships, and got this done. I pushed it through while everyone else was on the sidelines and stealing money and siphoning money off to the tune of $90 million for luxury properties and, you know, and, and mansions and, and over-the-top parties. And so these are the people who talk the people who actually don't do anything, all they do is talk. So that doesn't bother me in the slightest bit because I'm about action. Well, it is really interesting that, you know, in the wake of the George Floyd incident and however you want to characterize it as a, a murder, a tragedy, whatever you want to say, that that is when Black Lives Matter became really amplified. And a lot of people felt compelled to get involved. Uh, and as you said, a, a lot of them turned out to be frauds. They took a lot of money and they didn't give the money to the communities they promised that they would. So for you, what what are your goals? And we'll get into the Trump bit in a minute, but you're, are, you're still a resident of Rhode Island, yeah? No, I'm in the DMV area now, which is uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Gotcha. Yeah. So what 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 do you want to see for the people in your community? So right now I'm the executive director and the founder of Black Lives Matter Incorporated. It's, it's BLM Inc. And basically what it is, it's a um, iteration of the original Black Lives Matter movement where we focus on financial empowerment 
and entrepreneurship education, because that's what's going to turn the tide. Entrepreneurship education, financial empowerment, financial literacy, because we're lacking in both of those. Um, we need capital, which is why I supported Trump. He was willing to put in a ton of capital to help us in, in that um, avenue from that perspective uh, entrepreneurship, education, and capital for businesses and, and business startups in my community. And, um, you know, we did the marching, we did the protesting, we've, I've, we've done all of that. And I always said in the very beginning, that was just to get the attention of the people. I've always had an end game in mind. And that was financial empowerment for my my community, because that's what's going to do it. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be done politically. It's not going to be done through, uh, you know, I believe allyship is important, but not only. It's going to be done through economics. Um, it's going to be because economics open up the doors to politics. It opens up the doors to uh, leverage uh, uh, with other communities. Um, but we have no control over, over our own economy. So, yeah, I think where people got hung up here is that, you know, they think that you were associated with BLM, which seems to have a very different MO from what you're talking about. They're focusing on equity, you know, equitable, equitable outcomes, which is not equality. It's trying to say that everyone should have the same outcome, which sounds to me like socialism or Marxism or communism. And that is, has nothing to do with financial literacy. And so um, your, your sort of interpretation of BLM is quite different from theirs. How did you arrive there? Well, you know, they say the the, the original co-founders of uh, the Grass BLM uh, Global uh, Network, Patrice Cullors and Alicia Garza, they they are self uh, described trained Marxists, right, and socialists who want to destroy the nuclear family as we know it. These are not friends of mine. These are these are not friends of the American people and culture. These are enemies of the state that want to root out everything that is uh, the bedrock and the foundation of what makes us great. So I'm against it completely. Uh, I reject it. I'm a uh, American first. I'm, I, this is a, a entrepreneurial nation. Fundamentally, yeah. uh, we uh, were built on family values, which is the heart of the community. Um, America first, you know, uh, strength on the global stage and here on the, the home front as well. So, you know, these are the things that I'm all about and that I represent. And, and, and this is this is the difference between what the original the original narrative of Black Lives Matter that that was created is 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 and was and what I'm trying to create and, and evolve and elevate the next uh, level of the movement too. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It, it is interesting because, you know, if you watch, for instance, The View, <laughs> you would you would be told that the black vote is monolithic, that, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, that kind of narrative. And yet you're not the first person of color I've spoken with who completely disagrees with that, who says I'm conservative. People call me an Uncle Tom. I support Trump. Whatever the case may be, they just don't go along with that narrative. Is that that division as deep and divided as it appears to me? Well, let me let me say this. It really is. And but it's been manipulated that way. And I can say for myself, it's been an evolution because I was a part of it. I was a part of that uh, group think think tank uh, mass mind that felt like, um, you know, you ain't black if you don't think like everybody else. But what that means is you're just a slave. And with no diversity of thought. And as I've evolved to my stance of supporting, you know, the J6ers and, and endorsing Donald Trump. What I realized was that there's no room in my community for diversity of thought. They have attacked me in unprecedented fashion and manner. Like I'd never imagined. I did an interview with Rudy Giuliani and he said to me, now this is what black conservatives have been dealing with all along. And I said, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no, I just had no idea that I was a part of that. I'm embarrassed. Well, so how did you, how did you make the leap? What, what, what moved you to what sort of, how did your thinking and belief evolve? Well, I'll I'll tell you the, the, the impetus of it was the duplicity of the democratic party, the hypocrisy of the democratic party. That is not for my community. They just not. When you look at their policies, when you look at their stance, the way they move, the things they do, what they just did in New York last yesterday, the day before. This is this is, does not support my community. It's there for you. Are to you see talking about closing the school yeah, so that they could house there immigrants? For you to see a plain sight, right? Bill Clinton signed the crime bill that we're still reeling from. It was pushed by the Democrats, and he could have vetoed it. He could have vetoed it after he gave this speech saying something's terribly wrong. African-Americans are right to think that something's wrong when one in three are in the prison system or under parole or or lockdown. And then a week later, he signed the bill, the 100 to one disparity that created the lopsided, uh, the prison ratio. He could have vetoed it, but he continued to it. And there's something wrong when a Democratic president signs on to a national frenzy for, you know, uh, punitive measures for minor drug offenses, drug possession and, and use. And then takes the shackles off these banks that have been committing treason, you know, for however long, you know. And so it's just a, a shocking juxtaposition, juxtaposition, I say juxtaposition when you look at the two. And so this is what we have been dealing with in, in our community forever. I mean, I could go all the way back to, you know, the slave days when, when they were owned by Democrats. They owned yeah. people. The Ku Klux Klan was the Democratic Party. They created Jim Crow. They instilled fear. They used violence as a tactic. These are Democrats. And our people are just so brainwashed by these puppets, these 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 treasonous black leaders 
who they, you know, plant in our community, like Joyless Reed and, and, and Don Lemonade, you know, and, and Roland Martin, all of these phonies in the NAACP, they could care less about black people. They profit off of our pain. They pimp our pain out. Well, it's interesting, you know, historic figures like Martin Luther King Jr. and Booker T. Washington both made that claim that there are people who like to see this grievance continue because it's quite profitable for them. Is that how convinced are you that that is the reason that these people continue? The Al Sharptons of the world continue. When I look now in hindsight, as I evolve, I'm 100 percent sure that that's the whole that's the whole motivation. Why else? Why else would they never appear when you talk about Black Lives Matter, right? Is it less important when a black man kills another black man? But you don't hear the uproar. Yeah. It's only when it's a racial, you know, you know, in, in, in you know, incited, you know, um, uh, uh, event or, you know, it's like trauma porn that, that these these Democrats love and they use racial trauma and, 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 and they don't go to the heart of it, which is the education, right? See, our, fail, our, our education systems are failing all across the country in cities ran by people who look like me, by Democrats. And if the problem was racism, you tell me, how did they get where they are? Why don't you give us the codes, okay? Show the people at the bottom what you did it, it, instead of telling us how white people are so horrible, right? And then you profiting off of us and our pain, and our punishment, and our misery, yet there's no push for school choice, because they don't benefit from that. They don't benefit from actually helping the people at the very bottom. It's so interesting that you say that, you know, um, that you've come into this world of being a, a black conservative, if, if you will. Uh, is that an accurate description? Before Absolutely. I continue? Okay. Okay. So now when you say you've been attacked, like you can't believe, because you are out there, you're very public with your stance. What 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 are some of the attacks that you'd want to point out? Just go to my Twitter and you'll see the people coming after me. They, I've been caught everything from sellout to coon to, you know, to fake and, and grifter and, and you name it. They like everything. Yeah. And it's all are, of the black people who are in this little this 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 little siphon of of, um, you know, and, and I, I say that. The only people more racist than black liberals are white liberals. And they both cut from the same cloth. I mean, they are vehemently racist. I mean, you talk about entrenched in their racism. It's hard when you talk about a narrative that's been pushed on you for generations. It, 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 and it's almost impossible to break free of a victimhood mentality when that's the party that you've been affiliated with for centuries. And that's the narrative that they continue to push. But I refuse to accept that because you know why? I'm not a victim and I never have been. And that's uncomfortable for me to try to fit into that narrative. I'm an educated well, man. I come from a family of pastors. My mother loves me. My children love me. My wife loves me. You know, I have a degree in theology. You know, I'm a, I'm a handsome man, if I do say so myself. I'm <laughs> well-spoken and articulate. You know, I know I'm outgoing. I'm by no means a victim. In any way, I was born blessed. Well, that that is the one thing that really bothers me about things like critical race theory and this anti-racism movement is that it 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 puts people into two classes. You're either a victim or you're the oppressor. And to me, that is so damaging to tell any child, any any human 
that by virtue of some immutable characteristic, whether it's because you're a woman, whether it's because you're black, whether all the intersectionality that you somehow uh, therefore cannot be empowered. Can't you, you are a victim mm -hmm. automatically. And people that don't look like you are the ones doing it to you. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's so, it's so wrong. So, okay. So what about support from people in, you know, other blacks, other people of color that, that around the country, because you're not alone. No. So as much as you get attacked, how much support do you feel? I get support in enough where it makes me realize that this is a cult um, and, and it has to be exposed because there's people who reach out to me in secrecy, quote unquote, you know, so to speak. And um, because they know and they tell me literally, they're just waiting for somebody. One person said, you have everything that I said, they, the left used to love me. Now they hate me. And this person said to me, they don't hate you. They're just afraid of you mm -hmm. because that, um, you have everything that it takes to expose them for who they really are. And they feel, and they know now they have to protect themselves against you as because you are a threat to them. And, and so there's people who are reaching out to me and telling me this, like, you know, thank you. This is what, because my background has created my platform and, and they can't say nothing about me because no matter how hard they try to discredit me and disservice me and, and disenfranchise me, it's recorded. My my record precedes me. I was out there in the face of cops in riot gear, fighting the police, fighting for black rights, you know, uh, sitting through hours long meetings with the, the highest level of state officials to push for the, you know, inner city children and programs and, and you know, education for them. Um, you know, I, you know, risked my life. I outed myself and my family. I went against my better judgment and all my fears and history and common sense to do what I did. You cannot take that from, you can't try to, you know, cut it or slice it any other way than what it actually is. Now, when you put my record up against anybody else who says I'm a phony, I dare you to, to show me what they have done. That even comes close to what I have. And so that, that puts me, on solid ground. And that's what I've been told by these black conservatives. You are on solid ground. And when you continue to expose the Democrats for who they are, people are going to stop connecting the dots. They're going to stop putting the dots because nobody likes to be played for a sucker. And that's what the Democratic Party has done for generations. They have manipulated black people and have figured it out, have gotten it down to a science on how to use and manipulate the black community to continue to stay in power. Well, it's really interesting. If you want to get under a liberal skin, uh, support Trump. That is for sure. And that's what you have done. What is it about Trump's policies? And you said you support the, the January 6th movement as well. What is it about that that works for you? Well, I just feel like that when you have like. I mean, it's, it's, it's common sense, but a lot of people don't have common sense. When you talk about a system that does not work for you and it never has. And when you look at someone like Donald Trump, who is taking a wrecking ball to the quote unquote democracy as we know it, that it has never worked for us in the first place. It was never designed to work for us. We should all be on board with someone like Donald Trump. He's going to drain the swamp. That's why they fear him so much. That's why they're doing everything they can to discredit him and smear him and keep him off the ballot. So when you look at someone like Donald Trump, 
it's in your best interest to support somebody who's been to one of the worst jails in the country in Fulton County where all black people go and they've been arrested and used, uh, you know, uh, the RICO stature to, to book them. And, and, and he, you know, in his, you know, entourage and caravan drove through the, the worst part of Atlanta and Fulton County to go to jail. They say he's black now, you know, <laughs> when they, when you got 91 felonies, 91 felonies, I'm like, come on, can you, I mean, you're, you're really like, you know, you talk about overdoing it. Like you really beating a dead horse. Like, and we see this subconsciously. We hear, we, we feel, we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like <laughs> we can relate to that unfair treatment by the justices in that two tiered system. And it's like, well, why they, what, what is it about this man that they fear so much? Why do they hate him so much? And we can, when you, subconsciously, that's a powerful thing. Even if you don't consciously realize it, you feel it. And you're like, Hey, that's, that's something I can, I can get behind and I can relate to. That's why he is going to break the record for the, you know, the percentage of black vote. Unprecedented numbers of black people are starting to pivot off not only the Democratic plantation and not to the Republican Party, might I add, but to Donald Trump. Okay, and why not, why not to the Republican Party? Why did you go out of your way to say that? Because they're both dirty birds of the same wing. And okay. Yeah, they're both just as, you know, entrenched in, in the swamp and hypocrisy and, and they're both intoxicated with power and you know, they're both, they're both full of fossils, you know, so who, who don't want, who don't put America first, who don't care about American issues and, you know, American culture and society. It's not sacred to them. So, you know, and Donald Trump is, he, he goes out of his way to express the opposite of that. You see it. It's like, he's one of us. He's one of us. That's it's, you know, there, there are going to be people who are in disbelief that, that you would go that far. And yeah, I'm not are. one of them. I, I, I'm I said not. I loved him. They, they, they imploded it tw- like black Twitter imploded. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you know, it, it makes you brave. Um, and because it's, it's not easy for anyone. Well, I shouldn't say that it does make you brave. Um, you just kind of made a prediction that you think a record number of blacks will vote for Trump. I, that's yeah. I promise that, that you're, you're sticking that's, to I, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's going to win. And, and because people are going to, are going to, um, speak with their vote. They're not, they're not going to publicly because they, they, there's fear of backlash in my community because they're so unrelenting in their hatred and, and pressure you know, to, to, to think like them that, and, 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 and that people, they're not going to risk their relationships and, and, and their businesses and their, and their, you know, reputations and career, but they're going to, they're going to speak with their vote. I know well, that's for a fact, you know, this for a fact, because many of them have reached out to me and they speak for a lot of people and they were just waiting for someone like me. One person said, don't worry about the big numbers. You just keep speaking to the small communities the small minority of communities. And then when they see you, that's going to give them courage because there's many of us in pockets all over the country who are just waiting for somebody who can withstand the heat. Right? That, that, that's, that's a good way of putting it, withstand the heat. Anyone who supports Trump has got to withstand heat from some direction, no matter how much you find yourself amongst other people who support Especially him. Especially me. Because oh, if you was a black conservative, they already considered you discredited. 
Yeah. Oh, but yeah. they're gonna go out of their way to smear me. And so in addition to in addition me. to sitting down with people like me and talking about all of this, how are you speaking? to others and bringing them along with you. What, I mean, what is your plan between now and election day? Well, I'm going to keep um, preaching the, the, uh, how bad the democratic party is for black people. That's my goal. I want to become the democratic party's worst nightmare. I want to become, you know, um, the, the alter ego of Obama. Like I want to be, you know, what he was the opposite to the democratic party of what he was because like people love to praise Obama and he's the, the darling of the party. Right the most popular man for how many years, but he really did nothing for black people. He did nothing. He, and, 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 it, you know, and you know why? Because he knew he didn't have to do nothing for black people. He knew that. See, we're the out crowd and everybody, nobody wants to be with the out crowd. And so, you know, uh, he understood that we, as economically powerful as we are, we have a, it, our, the, our spending power was out of 228 countries ranked number seven. We we are uh, we have enough money to have a country. We more than Spain. We just unorganized. We outorganized, and that has many reasons and issues for that. But um, <clears throat> so I'm going to just preach about how horrible the Democratic Party is. Um, how you know black people need to leverage our strength and our power, and that's the two pillars. Um, because it's in our best interest to exhibit political neutrality because why vote for like when you give your vote every year to the democrats right then guess what they don't respect it democrats won't respect it because you get nothing back but yet you vote for them every year right and the the republicans they know you're gonna vote for the democrats every year so why they gonna waste time and money on trying to get you to vote for them so we are basically giving our so that's why nobody respects us nobody considers us a threat we're at the bottom of the barrel we have no respect, um, and it's because we don't have we, we don't have organization. We're, we're not. We're, it's, it's not that we you know outsmarted or outworked, or it's just we outorganized. Mm-hmm. And so, and and the reason why is because we have been targets, but we have made ourselves easy targets. We're just as much to blame. So it's going to take somebody who's courageous, like myself, and others in my circle, my immediate intimate circle of. of, of uh, conservatives that I'm forming with, you know, um, a track record, respect, and frankly, big ones to say, you know what? We're going to take whatever heat they're going to come at us with if it kills me, right? Because that's that's why I got into this in the first place, into, poly- into you know, um, activism, knowing it could kill me the first day I led that massive crowd through the streets of Providence, I thought it was going to be my last day on earth. It was mm-hmm. a turning point. And I said, I, I'm going to either get shot, you know, by some sniper. I'm going to get arrested by feds, briefly whisked off into some boiler room and interrogated to death. I'm going to get kidnapped by some white supremacists and, and beat and killed. Like, I didn't know I had all of these things going through my head. But I, I did it anyways. You know why? Yeah. Because... I, all I all I could think about was the people I love. Mm-hmm. So now, when you hear people call uh, Donald Trump a white supremacist and a racist, what what would you say to those people who who describe him that way? They're misinformed. They don't know him. See, Donald Trump is a brilliant man, and see, so he's seen the best of America, and he's seen the worst of America, and he knows how to make it work for him. 
And he's a man. He's a man's man. Like, my grandfather was a man's man. Like, how can you not like somebody like that? How can you not relate? If you can relate to that, how could you not have affection, you know, or an affinity for somebody like that? You saw him last night in the, in the town hall. Charming. Mesmerizing. Um, just on it, you know? And, and it's like, that's who you want <laughs> representing us on the world stage. Well, I certainly don't want the current administration representing us on the world stage. I can be honest about that. No question about it. Uh, Absolutely. You've been fascinated to talk to, and I can't wait to can keep in touch with you. Well, thank you. Because, thank you. yeah, I've well. I've with you over the years, by the way. Thank you. But, you know, th as this evolves, as this continues, as we get to November, it's going to be really interesting to see what developments occur. And if you're, you guaranteed me that a record number of of black voters would, would break for Trump. And I'm going to hold you to that guarantee. I'm working we'll on some it. big things, Michelle, behind the scenes. That's going to send waves throughout the whole country. Well, that's Richard a tease. Scale. That is a, that is a gigantic tease. So now I have to really, with a microscope. Now you got to get me on again. <laughs> we'll do it. Uh, Mark Fisher, it's great to talk to you. You were candid. You were honest about all of this. And it's interesting to hear you say that, the actual BLM founders and folks do not align with you at all. And that's why they, they are pointing you out and de uh, really being derogatory. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting dynamic. It's one that's certainly going to they're raise con its artists. head. And they're, they're grifters and they're benefiting off our pain. Why would they want to see black people empowered? Then they lose their sitting and their standing. So, you know, they're con artists and, and, you know, the con artists are going to be do what they do, which is con people. Like, but our records speak for ourselves. They, they, pre they precede us all across my community. He is Mark Fisher. He is brave and he is doing what he thinks is right. And we're going to keep in touch with him and watch how this develops and see what all these big plans are that he has. Mark, a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk again. Thank you, Michelle. God bless you. In the meantime, folks, you know, courage is the word of the day and the word of the year. So be brave and do good. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.